Before we get into today's Reddit stories, I first of all need to tell you about one of my other favorite Reddit podcasts out there, The OKOP Show. If you guys are looking for even more daily Reddit content, then The OKOP Show with John and Sam is perfect for you. Just search for the letters OKOP wherever you get your pods. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to r slash nuclear revenge where this girl uses a dead animal to get the most disgusting revenge on a school bully Revenge and roadkill a love story when I was a sophomore in high school a new guy moved to town matt matt played guitar and I was a singer Our love was meant to be we started dating when I was a junior and he was a senior. I was 16. He was 17 Honestly, it was a super cute romance that would probably make a decent wattpad story But it wasn't meant to last as I was moving to a new state at the start of my senior year This story takes place about two weeks before the end of my junior year and the school and town are getting ready for senior graduation That was my first everything losing my virginity wasn't great But is it ever for everyone's sake? I hope that i'm wrong Matt and I were awkward but managed to talk boundaries before anything happened in this conversation We agreed that it was really important to both of us that this stayed private Absolutely, no bragging or being weird around friends Griffin was a senior and someone who was in our group of friends, but not a close friend We were all in either orchestra choir and or band everyone in those programs ran in the same social circle Griffin was a christian and it was a big part of his identity while we were at school He had this like charisma or something He used to invite classmates to his church while gently shaming all of us for not being exactly like him even though he was a bummer his whatever charisma kept him active in the social scene and he was at all of the major hangouts i can remember during that time i was friendly with griffin because to put it simply i lacked confidence i grew up in a church where i was taught that men were more important than me to never question a man my own mother shamed me for wearing my volleyball uniform at home because it was inappropriate and could confuse my brother screwed up doesn't begin to cover that church or the amount i had to unlearn by the time i was 17 i was fully done with church but still struggled with all i'd been taught it was a confusing time griffin knew this and his self-assigned senior project was getting me back to church i'm 99 sure it was only about getting matt involved because griffin also wanted matt to be a christian but it's so far been massively unsuccessful matt was not a christian and had zero desire to know more he saw firsthand how the church treated me and my family after some rubbish happened that was out of our control matt was not a fan i kept a journal during that time in my life because if i didn't i'm sure i would have done something terrible to myself My journal was plain, nothing on it to draw attention because I never wanted my family to think it was a journal. It was supposed to look like a school notebook. One day during lunch, I was at my usual table where Griffin sat. I realized I needed something from the choir room, so I left my stuff at the lunch table, not thinking anything about leaving my backpack there. I had no idea anyone would go through my stuff because that had never happened before, and I didn't have anything of value in there anyway. Well, as it turns out, my journal ends up being valuable because I'd written about Matt and I. Griffin thought he had the ammunition to get me back into church, 
and I'm assuming Matt was supposed to join us. Griffin proceeded to take my journal and tell basically everyone in our social group, which led to most of the school knowing. A private moment became everyone's and it was freaking humiliating. Thankfully, Matt didn't blame me, even though I felt like it was all my fault. He was more confident than I was, but also didn't get nearly the same shame thrown his way that I was getting. I knew I was leaving in a few months, so I tried to keep my head down and focus on school, but being called a multitude of slurs by people I grew up with, it grates on you after a while. I guess Griffin's plan was to shame me back to church, but instead, all I wanted before leaving town was to ruin Griffin. It took some time, but I got there. Matt, our other friend Henry and I were hanging out at my house after school. My house backed up to a street that often had roadkill due to being right alongside a huge swathe of woods. At this point, I knew that my revenge was going to include Griffin's brand new truck. This truck was literally all he could talk about because it was custom. His parents got it for him as an early graduation present. It was super expensive. It was perfect. The bottom line is he loved that truck more than anything he'd ever had. I'm not a car person, so I have no idea what the truck was or if it was good, but I do know it was really, really tall, like you couldn't see the top of it, which ended up being bad for Griffin, but fantastic for revenge. There was a big, super dead possum on the road behind my house that had been there for what seemed like a week, but I don't remember how many days exactly. Normally, the town was good about sending the guy down our road to pick up roadkill, so it had been there long enough for me to notice it, which didn't happen often. I was staring at the possum because, well, it was there. I'm staring, Matt starts staring, then Henry starts staring. We start talking about Griffin while we're all staring at this disgusting pile. We're talking and I'm getting mad, madder, then livid. However, I calm down when I realize we have an amazing opportunity in front of us. Gentlemen, we're going to bag that super dead possum and put it in Griffin's truck. This wouldn't be quite that simple, so we start brainstorming how we can fully get away with this. Griffin lived in the area of town where it was faster for him to walk to school instead of drive. Shortcut through the woods to school meant a three-minute walk. Driving to school meant that he had to go 20 miles an hour or slower, and one of the cops was always out because of how the schools were placed, so no speeding. It still took barely any time, but it was a longer route than the short cuts griffin of course drove to school we had a plan i snuck out that night met matt and henry wearing all black and a mask bagged up the super dead possum the most disgusting thing i've ever done and drove to griffin's we parked a bit away and went through the woods to the back of griffin's house lugging this bag of putrid nonsense this was before the time where a lot of people had cameras on their property so we didn't have to worry about anything besides floodlights on the side of the house we decided to put the possum on top of the truck knowing that griffin wouldn't be able to see it couldn't drive like a butthole and wouldn't be taking his truck anywhere besides school so that possum was freaking bloated and if any of you are at all familiar with bloated roadkill you may know where this is going the possum was heavy and not going anywhere until this revenge was done the next day at school griffin parks in the student lot like normal we go to class like normal i get called a few names throughout the day and everyone is normal i went through that day gleefully awaiting the final bell knowing griffin was in for a nasty surprise this is happening two weeks before graduation in a very southern state it was hot as anything where i grew up with 90 percent humidity on top of it So the bloated super dead possum on top of griffin's car that possum did what an old bloated possum is gonna do Which is explode if you've never experienced this smell. I hope you never do the final bell rang Matt Henry and I strategically placed ourselves a bit behind Griffin so we could see him once he got to his truck. When you made it to the parking lot, you made it to the smell. 
It was so horrible. People were gagging, frantically looking around, trying to find the source while covering their noses and sprinting to their cars. I knew this plan was going to satisfy my revenge, but I never imagined this level of chaos. Griffin gets to his car, and because the possum exploded, he definitely notices it now. Also, he had his windows cracked open, and all the juice seeped into the roof, down the windows, and the inside siding of the doors. There was no way he was driving home, so he had to call a tow. Griffin started vomiting because he'd stood too close to his truck for too long. Matt Henry and I were in the music programs and often stayed late, so we stuck around for this whole fiasco. Nobody noticing us, and we get to see everything. Griffin manages to get on the phone, calling his parents, crying that his truck had been destroyed, and we could hear his dad yelling from the speaker. Eventually, the tow arrives, the guy gagging, but he gets the truck loaded up and out of the parking lot. At this point, Griffin had been yelling, crying, and vomiting about his truck long enough that the people left at school knew what had happened. And by the following morning, everyone knew. When Griffin came into school the next day, his parents and a guy in a suit were with him. A lot of people knew Matt and I had issues with Griffin. Matt was called to the principal's office, but never me. I never know the exact reason for this, but it's most likely a combination of not having any physical evidence against Matt and myself, and that no one imagined a woman would be involved in a retaliation scheme so disgusting. Griffin, his parents, and Guy and Sue tried to throw weight around to get some type of punishment for what happened, but there wasn't really anything the school could do to appease them without knowing who did it or having evidence that it happened at school there were cameras at school but it was clear that griffin arrived at the school with the super dead possum already on his car everyone totally knew that griffin's car was destroyed by matt and probably me but never henry there's no reason to suspect henry but with no proof no one could actually say anything after that day people stopped calling me names and i was mostly ignored until i moved away if people did have to talk to me they were polite and to the point I was told years later that people were genuinely terrified of matt and i because plenty of trash had been said so everyone thought they were going to be next the super dead possum was very effective pretty sure griffin's truck ended up entirely unusable but i don't know what they did with it i only know that they spent a lot of time and a decent amount of money trying to get the smell out with no luck wouldn't be surprised if every car detailing service within 100 miles was used griffin didn't speak to matt or me for the remainder of my time in that town he stopped sitting with us stopped going to events that we were at and never invited us the church again i was only around through the middle of summer but it was long enough to witness a noticeable difference in griffin's behavior the graduation ceremony arrived and being a year younger i was in the crowd cheering for my friends this was completely unplanned but i get giddy picturing his face decades later i managed to make eye contact with griffin after he was done walking across the stage and quickly made an explosion motion with my hands and winked He knew exactly what I meant. The only true drop the mic and I'm out I've ever had. And there we go. I think that has to be one of the most original nuclear revenge stories I've ever read. Imagine Griffin's reaction coming out of school and being like, okay, first of all, what is that truly repugnant smell? Second of all, why is it getting stronger as I'm going towards my car? And third of all, oh my God, I'm now vomiting. I would have loved to see it. Now that you could argue that maybe it's not nuclear. I mean, we've seen definitely more serious revenge tales than this one. But you have to remember that these guys are in school. There's a limit to what you can do here. And getting a dead animal from the road and completely writing off someone's car with it, that's pretty nuclear to me at that age. Also, you've got to think about the amount of money lost during this. I mean, the car alone is very expensive. And I imagine they also tried to spend a lot of money, as OP said, through all these dealerships, trying to fix the issue, but to no avail, it seems. That's a lot of cash. Now, before we get into our next story, I have a very special announcement for you. After an insane amount of demand from you guys i'm delighted to say that i've released some limited edition not today karen merch picture this you're out and about in the streets and a wild karen appears and starts confronting you what do you do well normally you have to talk to a witch like this however get one of these t-shirts or hoodies on and all you have to do is simply point to it laugh 
and walk away. How easy is that? The link is down in the description if you like what you see. Go ahead, check the stuff out. I think they'd make a great Christmas present or even just a little gift for yourself. As always, it's official stuff from the very best supplier, so the quality is unmatched and it's one of the best ways to support me and the channel. With that being said, let's carry on. That's the sound of another sale on Shopify. In store. Shopify POS is everything you need to sell in person. From payments to inventory, Shopify unites your sales into one commerce platform. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash retail 23. Shopify.com slash retail 23. How I got a car dealership to give my friend a newer car. Circa 2020 January, my friend makes a stupid decision and buys a brand new car he can't afford. His insurance is like $400 a month. He makes like $10.25 an hour working as a shift supervisor at McDonald's. His car payment is like $7.95 a month. Now at $10.25 an hour, 30 hours a week, that's a weekly income of about $300 a week or about $1,230 a month. So yeah. So my friend came to me for help because I used to sell cars and I know the industry pretty well. I go over his paperwork. The dealer did rip him off, but my friend is trying to find a way to get out of this mess. And ripping someone off isn't illegal. They did, of course, overcharge him for warranty. They gave him a higher APR. They had add-ons, etc. But none of that is illegal. And I know the only way I can get my friend out of this deal is if they did something illegal. So I look at his finance application that my friend signed. It correctly listed his income, which turned a light bulb on in my head. No bank is going to approve someone for a $795 car payment if they're only making $1,200 a month. It does not make mathematical sense to do that. So I start searching through his paperwork for the finance app the dealer submitted to the bank. Oftentimes, when you submit a finance application at a dealership, the dealership will take the hand-filled out application and reproduce it electronically. This is pretty normal. However, on the application the dealer submitted to the bank, the dealer said my friend was a GM of the McDonald's and made $70,000. My friend had good credit, so it doesn't appear like the bank asked for proof of income. So I go to the dealership with my friend and tell the sales manager he's going to want to put me in touch with the GM because we're going to be unwinding my friend's deal and giving his trade in back. The sales manager thought I was joking. The GM also thought I was joking. Then I demonstrated how his dealership finance department committed bank fraud. I showed the GM the finance app my friend filled out. I then showed the GM the finance app his dealership submitted to the bank and pointed out the income difference. My friend really made $14,000 a year. The dealership claimed my friend made seventy dollars a year. That's bank fraud. That's a felony. Let's keep this simple, shall we? The GM sees his dealership is in a load of trouble. The proof I'm presented to him is rock solid. He knows it. I know it. We're all on the same page. He goes, okay, so what can I do to make this right? I go, unwind the deal, giving my friend his trading back. Unwinding the deal is basically the GM agreeing to cancel it and basically erasing the deal and pretending it never happened. The GM tries to avoid that, but I remain firm and remind him that we can easily take this documentation and turn his life into a living hell. And he knows I'm right. My friend also needs a car to get to work the next day. The GM says he'll check into it and he comes back and tells me, unfortunately, they sold his trade in already. I said, that's fine. Unwind the deal and let's put my friend into something as good or slightly better than what he traded in for. The GM goes, so he'll buy a car similar to his trade in? I said, no, you'll give him a car similar to his trade in. The GM goes, it doesn't work that way. 
I go, it does when you commit bank fraud. He's upset with me. And I remind him, I'm actually being really nice. And the situation can totally get really ugly. Like felony level charges ugly. Like losing your franchise ugly. So yeah, this is gonna hurt. But it's gonna hurt less my way. The GM goes, all right. And he looks in his inventory and he tells me they have a 2007 Focus with 10k more miles. I tell him, no, the car you give my friend needs to be the same or better than what he traded in. The GM counters. I'm giving him a free car. And I go, no, you took his trade in, you sold it, you made money on that sale. You also committed a felony in the process of selling him his new car. You're now correcting that mistake. This is not a free car for my friend. This is you correcting your mistake. The GM insists that's what he's willing to do. I tell him, if he can't do better than that, we will go to a consumer protection attorney and have a conversation with them. Now, my friend didn't want to go down this route, but that was our plan B. We get to go up and the GM says, wait, give me one second. I have an 08 Civic. It has 5k more miles, but it's a Civic and not a Focus. I'll unwind the deal of the new car and put your friend in the Civic at no extra cost. We agree. The GM has the paper drawn up. The old loan on the new car is cancelled. They take in the new car again, but because it's already titled, they'll have to sell it as used. That sucks with them. And they gave my friend a better car than the one he traded in. Now, for people asking why we didn't get a lawyer involved from the start, we could have done that, but courts take a long time. And this was a faster way to fix the situation. Uh, quite a lot to unpack here in this one. First of all, I have to say off the rip, you need to like educate your friend somehow on financing. like Get him into some sort of finance class. Because yes, you helped him out in the end. But I mean that decision on its own in principle was absolutely ridiculous paying that much for a car when you're only earning Pretty much the same as that when you add the insurance together. Yeah, that's nuts Uh, Please make sure he gets a little bit more responsible with his money first off Secondly, I really like your rationale for not going through the legal process because I completely agree that might well have been way more effort Time money who knows than it actually, you know needed to be in the end You got a good deal like yeah You probably would have made more money had you sued and gone through the legal route but who really wants that in the day like ultimately your mate has to go to work the next day and he has to be able to drive logistically and even emotionally it just made a lot more sense to do what you did so good thinking there however what i will say is that despite you doing all of this i think i would still at least report it you don't have to sue but report it to the authorities because as you say this was illegal this was a crime and let's be honest it's almost definitely not the first time this has happened and if you don't report it it's likely to happen again so not just for your friend's sake and your sake but for any other customer in the future and in the past sake i think you should still report this anyway guys that is going to do it for this one really hope you enjoyed it if you did and you want to support my channel in the best way possible and get a really cool gift for the upcoming holiday season check this out right here it is my brand new not today karen hoodie already mentioned it earlier in the episode but look it's a great way to support the channel it's good quality stuff and i'll love you if you get one that's the sound of another sale on shopify in store shopify pos is everything you need to sell in person from payments to inventory shopify unites your sales into one commerce platform Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash retail 23 shopify.com slash retail 23.